You're listening to the Shed Some Light Podcast, where the beers are kept cold and the conversation is always flowing. Coming to you live, it's Michael and Jack. Sit back, relax, and grab a cold one. It's time to get started. brother who has not played competitive baseball since what eighth grade haven't played competitive baseball since eighth grade i will let you know though hasn't played competitive baseball since eighth grade Doesn't i made, matter what else he's gonna tell i made the all-star team in no eighth one grade. cares <laughs> nobody i could have made the all-star team with my eyes shut hey i still made it he thinks that if he went up against a all-star major league pitcher with a full defense behind him, and I gave him 100 swings, he could get one hit, not make contact, a recorded hit. He needs to be on first base without getting out or struck out. And let me tell you, that is the most outlandish, ridiculous take of all time. You probably heard that right at the intro. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Jack, Jack cracked his can open before. I was just trying to get to, you know when like it's like, it's so close to the like the top of it and you can't get your thumb under it? Yeah. And you got to perform under pressure because we crack them open, right? Just, so like I got Recording starts, time, crack it open. Limited time. And I, I, I my thumbs, my thumb strength is a little too strong. You've been hitting the gym too much. <laughs> too strong all right too well strong. anyways happy monday everyone hope you all had a great weekend probably not a happy monday but whatever yeah well it's a monday you made it through the weekend if you're listening to this so congratulations <laughs> let's hope you didn't die <laughs> you, you survived if if you can hear this but anyways you have a good weekend yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> yep we're gonna go with that <laughs> We're, <laughs> we're recording this before the weekend, so no one knows if I actually had a good weekend or not. Fucking idiot. Just, we would be talking about the White Sox, dude. Hey, I just, I just wanted to see what you had to say. We're recording this before the weekend. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're going to jump into our first topic here, going over our recent 999 challenge. So uh, would you like to give the listeners a little rundown of this before we, we jump into what happened? Yeah, so 999 challenge is a um, nice, nice little baseball challenge, and you do nine 16-ounce beers, nine hot dogs in nine innings of a baseball game. You got to eat them all, drink them all, from first pitch to the final out of the ninth inning. If it goes to extras, it doesn't count. Got to do it in nine. And it is horrible. <laughs> Let me tell you, we had a horrible. very – very extensive set of rules going into this because we thought we knew what we were getting into and the rules were trying to, you know, lay everything out as best as possible so that there weren't any loopholes. I am going to say right off the bat, it is so much better doing this at home because there's no fans in the stands than if we were to do this at a ballpark, because that would have been expensive as nuts if we were buying these things in the stadium. I also probably would have just like curled up in a ball and died if I did it at stadium. I laid I laid on the floor so many times. You laid on the floor. I passed out on the floor. Well, no, like during the challenge. Yeah, it was just tough. you know try to get it all down. I can't burp, which I know sounds weird. Neither of us can. But it's like I guess it's genetic. I, I looked it up one time, and let me tell you, that might be the worst thing in the entire world. <laughs> I think that was me. No way. No <laughs> fucking shot. There's a 0% chance. I'm fucking 11 and 1 right now. Suck my ass. Nah, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But heard the crack. You know what that means. We're back for our last segment here. As we talked about on Monday's episode, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, go back, listen to it. You'll understand where we are right now. 
this is our new Friday segment of Did You Know? As we picked on Monday. Was it Monday that we picked it? Uh, last Friday. Oh, last Friday. Okay, so last Friday we picked. Today's topic on the Did You Know? segment is tattoos. Now, <laughs> as we were just talking about, Jack barely did. Disclaimer. We were re- we were supposed to record tomorrow. Yeah, we had to push our recording However, up early. Yeah, so neither of us really did any research for this, which is going to make this probably an easy one for one win on both of our parts, unless somehow we have the same research. exact fact. Yeah. So, so yeah, I like, went first last time, so I think you have to go first this time. All right. So. Let me uh, look through my notes. Like last time I said, I had 12 different questions that I could ask you. This time I literally... I have, I have four. This time uh, I literally... You literally looked all this up like minutes before we pressed record. So I got my one and only single fact that I'm going to throw your way. And, uh, you know, we'll see if I can stump you here. Um. Okay, here we go. So this goes back to tattoos um, in different cultures throughout time. So obviously in today's day and age, ink is used right when we tap into the skin and make the tattoos. So uh, coal was a common, commonly used ingredient along with what to mix together to make tattoo ink. I'll be shocked if you get this. Urine. How did you know? Yes! Fuck yes! Eat shit! Did you, yes! Was that one of the ones that you looked up? Yes! It wasn't one of the ones. So it wasn't exactly one of the ones, but it was my, my one of my questions was, uh, the one I looked up was to mix colors in certain cultures. What was used to mix the colors? Nuts. And it was urine. Yes. Those are two crisp cracks for episode 200 of Shed Some Light. Two bills coming at you. Two bills. Dude. On a Friday. I mean, couldn't have planned that more perfectly. Two bills. Let's episode two hundred on a Friday. Sheesh. Uh, interesting episode that we've got in store for you today. I was going back, and uh, Jack doesn't like this part, but I was listening to some of our early episodes, and man, they were tough. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. <laughs> they were pretty funny. We had no idea what we, what we were doing. We still don't, but we're just going along with it. I feel like our podcasting skills have gotten a little bit better. Not by much. Not by much. Audio quality has definitely improved now that we have microphones and not just a computer that we're talking at. And episode, the first like five episodes I went back and listened to it, it was, I was just cringing and laughing and there was some pretty- like scrubbed from the internet. (laughs) No. They gotta be, they gotta be archived. No. The first one. I mean, the first couple episodes were so sports heavy. Like, that's all that we talked about. We had some pretty funny introductions. Like, we had to introduce ourselves because we've never done a podcast before. We were talking about the 999 challenge. Tough one. That's never going to be revisited. <laughs> I I cut up a couple clips from those, and I'm not sure if, if you've already heard those, if I put them at the beginning of this episode or not. But we've come a long way. Yeah, that we have. So happy 200th episode, Jack, and to to all the listeners. Good to be here. Hopefully everyone is still enjoying the ride. We appreciate all the listens, support, um, social media engagement, shares, anything like that that you have done to help support us here at Shed Some Light. If it wasn't for you, we would just be talking into the universe. So thank you. I still think we are talking into the universe. Like When I do this, I, I don't imagine other people listen. Yeah, it's crazy that they do. Just solely based up, but that not even like it's like a, oh, gotta stay humble thing. It's more of just like uh, 
I tell, uh, like I'm telling a story and then I'm like, oh, I probably didn't want a lot of people to, <laughs> to know about that, but all right. Yep. Yep. Still going. So I think plan for episode 200 today is we're going to do some sports talk right off the bat. And then at the end, instead of dumb thoughts, random stories, we're going to throw it back to some of our early episodes where we were talking some crazy hypotheticals and, uh, we're not going to revisit any of those hypothetical situations. We're just going to come up with some of our own, some listener submissions that we have gathered throughout the first 199 shows and just kind of go back to our roots. Yeah. That's the plan. So first thing right off the bat, talking sports, one thing I did want to bring up because the White Sox are right in our wheelhouse, and I know that, Jack, that's your favorite team, preferred sport to follow, if, if that's a safe that, assumption. That and Notre Dame football. Um, yes. Jose Abreu linked to the Cubs. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take this with a grain of salt because according to Cubs fans, everybody is linked with the Cubs. Yes. But I have seen this on Sox social media. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure the Cubs reached out and that is as much as I am sure of. Like according to, according to Cubs Twitter, they ha- are linked with Jose Abreu, Trey Turner, Aaron Judge, Nolan Arenado, uh, Carlos Rodon, Jacob DeGrom. Like, dude, yeah, fucking guess what? They talked to the guy. Sure. If it happened, I would cry. And I think that the White Sox need to make a retaliation move and sign Anthony Rizzo. Ooh. And just be like, all right, you want you two can play at this game. It doesn't solve anything because say, we've been saying we need yeah. We've been saying that like uh Sheets and Vaughn need to play first base, but I would just do it out of like pettiness. That'd be kind of funny. That would be very funny. Although I, I don't want to waste capital on a redundant yeah. position. Sure, sure. Um I also feel like and I love Jose Brady to death, and I would want him to be on the White Sox again. However, I feel like Cubs fans uh, like think that he is like Aaron Judge in his prime. Like he's a good, he's an above average first baseman, but like his power numbers died dr- like drastically last season. So you're not getting a guy who's going to hit fucking thirty home runs like he used to. Like they're acting like this is the missing piece. Like if we sign Jose Abreu, we're going to be fucking good again. It's like you got a lot of issues, and. and I don't know if Jose Abreu is going to solve a lot of them. So my question for you is, would you rather be a fan of a team that's in the Cubs camp where they're supposedly linked to all of these players in the offseason and we'll see what comes to fruition or in a in a camp like a team similar to the White Sox where you don't hear a single thing and then a couple moves come out of to the general public what seems like the out of the blue well i mean i'll defend the white Sox for a little bit we were we were linked to a bunch of high name free agents we just didn't get any of them and as of right now the cubs really haven't either so they're kind of in the exact same spot right but what i'm saying is like you never hear reports of like you rarely hear reports of the white Sox going after people like aaron judge actually having a chance with bryce harper Trey Turner, something like that. Like, I feel like the Sox front office MO is flying under the radar. I like flying under the radar if it worked. I don't like flying under the radar and then having it not work. Like, if you fly under the radar, you better fucking sign that guy. Yeah. Because if you don't, then it just looks like you didn't fucking try at all. And that's what the White Sox front office has looked like recently. But then it also doesn't look good if you're like, hey, look at all these big name free agents we're linked with, and then you don't sign any of them. So there's there needs to be like a happy medium, which is like, yeah, you know, you fly under the radar with some guys, you're out in, in the public with others, or you just have a manager or a fucking owner who doesn't care about money and like the Dodgers or like the Padres, which that has to be fun to be a fan of. So I don't know. Um... Speaking of the White Sox, do you have any other baseball topics? No, everything else I have okay. is football related. Um, so I've thought about this for a while. Like one of the worst jobs to have has got to be like social media manager of like a sports team that like isn't doing very well. So like for example, right now like Notre Dame 
or like the White Sox, right? Because anything that you post, every fucking comment is just like ripping you to shreds. However, I know you got to get your posts out. You got to get the social media engagement, the Mm -hmm. traction. The social media manager for the White Sox, all-time bonehead post on Instagram the other day. Just a bunch, like, cool pictures, don't get me wrong. It was, like, outside the stadium, right by the stadium, bunch of leaves changing, and it was, like, fall in Chicago or something like that. And, like, a meet, like, dude, it had, like, a 1,000 likes and, like, 5,000 comments. And it was, like, every comment was just... Wish we could wish we could be uh, playing baseball right now, you yeah. fucking idiots! If we had a competent owner, we'd do this. I was like, dude, you are just setting yourself up for fucking to get roasted in the comments. I'm trying to think of if I was in that situation, what would my posts be like? I swear to God, I just wouldn't post. But you need to. That's your job. I would like do like a bunch of throwbacks. Or like a a bunch of posts of like our our minor league team that's like pretty good like our minor leaguers that are like coming up to like you know distract you know, the fact know, of like the fact that they underachieved this year that our actual team underachieved just lean into it like you know how Snapchat has like one year ago memories like on this date one year ago it was the blackout game like remember when we were having fun oh no they did post they posted <laughs> that too but I mean like. It's just tough, dude. That's got to be such a shitty job. And I know they're not, like, sitting there being, like, boom. Like, that was a... Yeah, I, I'm reading all the comments or whatever, but, like, still, like, that's got to fucking... That's got to suck. Yeah, real tough. Also, baseball-wise, uh, I am not going to declare it yet, but I'm close to declaring. If the Phillies go up 2-1 in the series, it's 1-1 right now. If the Phillies go up 2-1, I believe game three is tonight, Friday night maybe. Phillies go up two to one. They are the new team of destiny. <laughs> they have taken the power from the Braves by beating the Braves. And then the guy with the sign that just says, hit that, John, like let that's that's all you need right there. But also very much mimics the Braves from last year. Like if you remember, I deemed the Braves a team of destiny because they were like five hundred at the break. They sucked. Ronald Acuna got hurt. They were like, there's no fucking shot this team is going to you know, do anything. And then they just fucking dominated the rest of the season. Bryce Harper gets hurt midway through the season, misses a majority of the season. They just barely squeak into the playoffs. It's a team of destiny team if I've ever seen one. I'll take it. Phillies, maybe the team of destiny. Got to win, gotta win game three. It's what? Phillies, Padres, Astros, Yankees? Yeah. Go anybody from the NL. Yeah. I was gonna. And get, I hate to say this. Go Astros. Oh, see. I don't want the Yankees. To I win. was. I was gonna give my thoughts on the ALCS, but I'm not sure that I'm ready to publicly declare that yet. The only. The only way that I would root for the Yankees is to see them lose in heartbreaking fashion in the World Series. I would. I like. I hate the Yankees and I hate the Astros, but I think I hate the Astros more. So I'm root. I think. And I reserve the right to change my mind that I'm rooting for the Yankees right now. As long as the World Series is like that, like they win maybe one game, like a four to one type thing, or get swept. I want them to get swept. But the thing is, like, I hate most Yankee fans, and the like. Honestly, the only person I really hate on the Astros is Jose Altuve. Yeah. So it's just like one person versus like a whole group. Like I'll fucking settle my differences with Jose Altuve for the time being. I just yeah. I will tip my cap to Yankees fans. Thank you guys for knocking the Guardians out of the playoff, and thank you guys for clowning that fucking fat fuck Josh Naylor yeah. as he as he fucking grounded into a double play in his last at bat. So did you see this whole thing with the I rock saw the, the baby rock the baby part? Yeah, I didn't so, see the last at bat. So he he did it. He, Naylor hit a home run off Garrett Cole in a game that they lost. And for some reason decided to turn to Garrett Cole and like like rock the baby, like, oh, like I own you, like you're a baby. Yeah. And then so um it was like last game he fucking like grounds into a double play or whatever. Walking back out to the walking back onto the back to the dugout and like 
three 15-year-old Yankee fans are, like, front row behind the dugout, all just giving it to him. <laughs> and I was like, fucking right, baby. <laughs> Suck it, Josh Naylor. Like, uh, as much as I hate Yankee fans, shout to those fucking three kids that were just giving it to Josh Naylor. Yeah. Yeah. Respect. Respect. <laughs> all right. Any other baseball talk? No. Okay. Moving on to football. Do we want to talk ND football or just football in general first? Where do you want to take this? Because I got multiple things. We can just talk football if you want. Okay, football in general. Uh, So last weekend, Tennessee beat Alabama. Mm -hmm. Fantastic game, right? They're like, I've always said, and I'm sure that I can pull up records on way early podcasts. There's two teams in the SEC that I could get behind rooting for, and that's Georgia and Tennessee. And I've been saying this longer than both teams have been good. So I'm not a bandwagon fan here. I really enjoyed seeing all the videos of the Tennessee fans after that game because they seem like my kind of people where they're really passionate about football, but they're also like rocking the collared shirt and the in either the cowboy hat or the camo hat. Like it's a nice mix of preppy country football. And that's, I really like that. That's just my opinion. I see. This is where I differ from you because I'm like fifty-fifty. I don't like the collared. I don't. I don't hate the collared shirts. I don't like the collared shirts either. It, it seems to me like you're trying too hard. I think it's. I, I love that look. Though the thing that I hate the most, and I don't know if Tennessee does this. I know Bama does this. Is the pom poms? Fuck the pom poms in the crowd, dude. What are we fucking ten years old? Get, yeah, just but fucking clap like a normal person. Pom-poms do take away from the noise factor because it takes one hand out of the equation, so you can't clap. Yeah, That's I just tough. don't like pom-poms. Yeah, but uh, then the part that really rubbed me the wrong way about Tennessee was fantastic post-game celebration. Rip down the goalposts, send them into the Tennessee River. Some of them I saw made it to frat houses and they were cutting them off, like cutting pieces off of it so that kids could take it home. Like that's just elite. And the post-game cigars, the victory cigars. Dude. Love that. Also like going to be very funny if like Tennessee like doesn't win like the rest of the season. Then they're just like, hey, dad, what the fuck is that goalpost from? It's like from the one time we beat Alabama. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the first time they beat him since like 06 or something like that. So still rightfully so. But this is where I have a problem because Tennessee is a, a top tier-ish program. Mm-hmm. Big institutions like that bring in a lot of money from especially football, but athletics in general. The following day, Sunday... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Tennessee tweeted out that they started a GoFundMe to raise money to get their goalposts replaced. Yeah, that's tough. That's a poverty move. Yeah, that's tough. You don't need to be doing that. That's a tough look. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I can guarantee you that they have the money to replace the goalposts. Yeah, I mean, they're paying their fucking quarterback next year, Nico, like $5 million. Right. Like, you got fucking 100000 to get a goalpost. You don't need a, a public GoFundMe so that fans can donate to get the goalposts replaced. Yeah. Bad move. Yeah, tough luck. Tough so luck. That, that, goes, that ties back well with the social media managers. Whoever approved that and thought yeah. that that was a good idea, you're wrong. Yeah, uh, that one's not good. Yeah. Not good. So... And then the final thing that I wanted to talk about, Tennessee-related, they have some sweet alumni. Like, the fact that post-game, Peyton Manning and Morgan Wallen were celebrating together. Mm -hmm. Like, who is that for Notre Dame? Brady Quinn. That's about it. Manti Teo. Yeah. Pat Connaughton. Yeah, not much outside of, like, sports. You could probably pull in Taylor Swift. Eh, but I don't think she's going stretch. out. I don't think she's going out and partying like Peyton Manning and Morgan Wallen. Yeah, but I'm not even gonna give it to Taylor Swift. Like Morgan Wallen, like went to school there. Taylor Swift's brother went to school. Yeah, it doesn't count. Also, like, shout out to Taylor Swift for releasing her midnight article or midnight album. Big time. Haven't listened to it yet, but I'm sure it's fantastic. I'm gonna bite my tongue on this one. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, I was like, who? Bon Jovi. Yeah. That's about it. 
We need some. We need some cool. sweet young alumni. <laughs> I need somebody. Hey, people who. But see, like I, I feel like a lot of Notre Dame guys are like. They're rich, but not in the public eye. They make a good living, but no one knows what they do. Exactly. Exactly. Where like other schools, it's like you're in the public eye. You you make a good living, and people know what you do. Yeah. I use got a fucking Mark Cuban. Right. See, that's that's cool. a good one. That's a Mark good Cuban's one. Mark Cuban's a sweet one. There's a, how Notre Dame has a lot of successful alumni. Why aren't any of them cool? Dude, and fucking Mark Cuban, like, will come back and, like, just go to, like, Kilroy's and just, like, buy, like, the bar for the night. Right. Like, that's so fucking sick. He'll be at Nick's just being, like, who wants beers? You'll be, like, fucking Mark Cuban rocks, dude. We, we need to get Shed Some Light to really take off so that I can embrace that role. You need a lot more money than a podcast will make you, I'll tell you that. Uh, I mean, what if we get up there to, like... Nah, I, I, still do, I still don't even think we'll be making that much money. Not like, not fucking Morgan Wall and Peyton Manning money. No, 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 I know that. Notre Dame alumni need to step it up. Okay, um, moving on. Yeah, do some cool shit, Notre Dame alumni. <laughs> How about that? How about stop being a bunch of fucking nerds and do some cool shit? Speaking of Notre Dame, though, playing UNLV tomorrow. and I just like genuinely don't know like what to say. Like, they should win, but <laughs> they maybe <should>. they won't. <laughs> you, you, but the fact that they've lost to Stanford and Marshall means every game on the schedule could be competitive. Yep. I I wrote my article for Irish Sports Talk, give you a quick rundown of what to expect from UNLV. So, Notre Dame opened up as 24-point favorites. I, no offense, I'm hammering UNLV. I would have to agree. UNLV started the season 2-0. Things were looking great out in the Mountain West for them. Their last slot two, machine. Their last two, yeah, they have the turnover slot machine. We've talked about that on here. Like, they got some things going for them. Their last two games, they have been outscored 82-14. to Dude, this is, all of this points to the fact that this is going to be a, like, one touchdown game. Yep. All of this points to that fact. And to go along with being outscored 82-14 to in their last two games, throughout their first seven games, they have lost their starting quarterback, two wide receivers, one offensive lineman, one defensive lineman, and running starting running back to injuries. Well, they're going to beat us. They're going to beat us. <laughs> and so with all of that being said, I predicted Notre Dame to win by 7-10 to 10 points. Yep. <laughs> Fucking 100%. Like, uh, and the game's on Peacock this week. Yeah, that, that shit sucked. I bought Peacock just to watch the Notre Dame games last year. Come on, dude. That's just a. And do you know? Do you know uh, what beat out Notre Dame on uh, NBC? Hmm. What's going to be airing during the same time slot on the normal network channel that Notre Dame gets covered on? Hmm. Figure skating. Tough look. Tough look. Who? Watches figure skating outside of the Olympics. That's yeah, what I want to know. That is tough. I thought that's the only time they did figure skating. Right. 3.30 on a Saturday afternoon in the fall, and NBC decides to air figure skating? Yeah, dude. If I, if I like, didn't know any better and I was just, like, flipping through the channels and I saw that, I'd, like, call my cable provider and be like, <laughs> is this, is something fucking up there? What? Like, what's going on? I don't get it. I mean, I know that Notre Dame UNLV is nowhere near like that significant of a matchup but i can almost guarantee you it's going to bring in a larger tv audience than figure skating i would love to see the numbers on figure skating I do too i, do I would too. love to see the numbers is there a way that like you can just like google and find that out i'm sure there is i'll do you some research would, into you know, that shout out to jc i bet you jc would know yeah when he listens to this he'll i hope he shoots me a text and he'll get us to the yeah, answers give me the numbers need. give me the numbers jc yeah I don't know. It's uh, it's just one of those weeks, I guess. I'm gonna, my butt cheek is gonna be clenched, and we're playing <laughs> UNLV. That shouldn't happen, dude. That, I should be relaxing. They're four and three this year. We're gonna fucking lose. <laughs> we better not. We're gonna fucking lose. Notre Dame better not lose. Notre Dame loses. I'm jumping off the stadium. 
I don't get it. And and like I said too, like I don't even know what to predict anymore or what to expect either. Yeah. Like it would not one bit shock me if this was a tie game halfway through the fourth quarter. It also wouldn't shock me if Notre Dame was up 35 to 7 halfway through the fourth quarter. Yeah. I don't know. Depending on what team comes out to play. Yeah, we'll see. Um, do you have any more sports? Because one of my hypotheticals kind of ties into this. I have one other one, yeah. Okay. Did you see the uh, Philadelphia Eagles fan from this past yeah, week? Yeah, that ran out of the, that ran out of the tunnel. <laughs> he, I fucking how, respect that. How did, so for Slide those, right in there. For those who didn't see, there was a Philadelphia Eagles fan that somehow snuck either onto the field or into like the bowels of the stadium and ran out of the tunnel with the entire Eagles team, like during their introduction pregame. Sick. He did get arrested, but that's That's a sweet story. That is legendary. Dude, that's like one of those things where like um I don't know if you saw that like the fake Clay Thompson guy yes. do that. That's one where it's like like yes you broke the law, but you like the fact that you did that and got away with it for at least a little bit, like, we can't actually press charges. Exactly. It should be on the security people at yeah. the stadium that should be the ones yes. getting in trouble for allowing that to happen. A hundred percent. Like, the Clay Thompson guy at least looked like Clay Thompson and was dressed in warm-ups. This dude was in, like, a green shirt and khaki pants. Yeah. Hey, man. I mean, green maybe shirt. he was going for the coach's look. The green shirt, yeah. But, like... <laughs> just comes running out of the tunnel and he's like waving a towel over his head and i was just dying i was like i respect that guy (laughs) hell yeah so that's all the sports i got okay so we want to do some hypotheticals hypotheticals take us back to our roots here um so this one relate that this one go back to notre dame football i want you to give me and maybe we've talked about this a little bit before but i'm going to put it throw out some ultimatums okay what would you realistically give up if you could guarantee Notre Dame would win a national title in football. So, my two ones immediately. Uh, no Miller Lite for the year. Okay. Are you doing it? For a year? Yeah. Can I have other alcoholic drinks? Uh, we're or gonna am, go I, am no. I like sober, sober for, for a year? year. And, and it doesn't coincide with uh, like football season. Like, you know how, like, the game is always, like, the national championships, like, January 1st? No, no, no. Like, that's when you, like, that's when you're, like, starting your sober. Oh. So, like, you can't, like, do the year prior and then be, like, okay, the year's going to end. My year of sobriety is going to end and Notre Dame's going to win a national title, like, back-to-back. It's, like, you have to be, like... I'm sober for when Notre Dame wins a national title, and then the entire next year. Yes. I would too. Yeah, I'd do that. Okay, so then my other one. You guarantee Notre Dame wins a national title. You can't watch any of their games or highlights until after the season. So for the whole— so yeah. I would would I know ahead of time that they're winning it that year? That would that would get yeah yeah. yeah. So like the, like a genie comes up who pops out of the lamp, and he's he says, like, "Hey, in twenty twenty four, Notre yeah, Dame wins gonna, the national title." But you can't watch a single game or highlight on TV or in person anywhere. Do for I for the entire time? But I get the score updates. Uh, no, nothing, nothing until the end of the season. Like you just you just so know, I know that they win, but, but I don't. Yep, you don't know how. You don't know anything. That one's harder than the sober one. I know. That's what I said. Because it's like it's like sure, like I would love for Notre Dame to win a national title, but part of it is like experiencing them win the national title. So so okay. So then, what if I'm out with friends? No, no, no. This is like a like it's a hypothetical. So like. Imagine it's just like like whenever like a Notre Dame highlight or something comes on, like it's just blacked out on the TV for you. Okay. So you you have no way of So not even friends can talk to me about No. They can't be like they can't be like, hey, this they, happened. This happened. Oh. Actually, you know what? I will allow that. Because I feel like that's almost worse. 
being like, dude, you missed the fucking craziest game of all time. And then you'd be like, damn, fuck. Hmm. I think I would. I'm leaning more towards yes, but that's that's tough. Because like if you think about it, dude, if you right think now. about it, it's like 14, 14 days where I just kind of got to zone it out. Right? Yeah. Like I'll just take some NyQuil and just knock out for an entire Saturday and call it a day. And then on that 14th Saturday, I wake up and I wake up on Sunday and I'm like, fucking. I can watch other champs. college football? Yeah. Yep. You're doing it? Yep. I, I would do it as well. So then I, <laughs> I, I guess it'd turn around, what would you give it for like a White Sox World Series? That was probably going to be less. I said it'd be harder to do the like not watching for the White Sox just because it's such a long period of time. Yes, but a lot of the... But you don't care about the White Sox as much. I, I do care about them, not as much as Notre Dame football. And a lot of the games are in the summer, so like there's a lot more things to preoccupy your time. Like come this time of the year, once it's getting cold out, like you're kind of limited with the activities that you can do. You're stuck inside more. Like there's way less going on. Yeah, Where throughout sure. the summer I could be traveling out on the lake, playing golf. But at the same time, like how many times this summer were you like, you know, let's go play around golf and then let's go to the bar and watch like the Sox game? You know? Yeah. Like, you just couldn't watch that for, like, and it's, like, what, like five months out of the year that you right. can't watch them rather than, like, three? Yeah. Um, I would be, I would, going back to the first hypothetical. I'd go sober. I would go sober during the season. I would just go sober for the year. I wouldn't do it for a year. I'll do it for a year. Like I said, it had to be. I'd have to guarantee it. Yeah. the The watching of the games, not being able to watch them, would I think? I mean, both for the Sox and for Notre Dame would be difficult. It'd be the most difficult come the playoffs. Yeah. It would honestly, though, like limit a lot of my stress. Oh yeah. Like I'd be like, dude, I know we're winning the national title. Right. I can sleep easy. Easy tonight. money. Yeah. I'd bet on him. Yeah. <laughs> it makes him make a shit ton of money. There you go. There you go. That wasn't part of the stipulation, so I could I could do that. Yeah. Boom. All right. Uh, I have two more. Do you want me to continue, or do you want to go with one? I, I have one that I don't have written down that I... I okay, did. go for it. Okay. So, um, completely tangential subject here. Off the sports rails. Um, talking about jobs and money, so it mm-hmm. kind of ties back into our, would you take a job that you get paid $70,000 per week, okay, but the stipulation is six days of the week, 20 hours of those six days, you just have to sit or sleep in a completely silent black room. Wait, so I'm there... Okay, time out. I'm there 20 hours a day? 20 hours a day, six days a week, but each week you make $70,000. Oh, no, I'm good. No? You're not taking the money? Uh, Well, first of all, I just couldn't sleep for that long. Right. You when you're, You can sleep in there, but when you're awake, you're just in a black, yeah. dark room. So, I mean... No. What, like four hours at daylight? Four hours of each of the first six days. The seventh day, you're just balling out because you made $70,000 that week. And then, like, does that repeat? It repeats for the year. Yeah, no, pass. Part of making a lot of money is, like, being able to be like, check me out. And yeah, I don't want got, that, you gotta, I don't you want that to just that. be for a day. You got a day of that. No. But then, then think about how easy it would be to save money. Come the end of the year, you're you're banking, dude. No. If if I have one day, dude, I'm trying to spend sixty of that seventy thousand dollars in that one day. 
at the at the end of the year, if you saved all the money you would you made, you would make three point six four million dollars. Dude, what's the point of fucking saving money? Because you're stuck in a room all day. Yeah, you have so nothing you, nothing to spend money on. Exactly. So until the, the year ends. Ex- no. So the so the one day that I'm there, I'm fucking balling out. I'm trying to spend as I'm trying to spend as close to that seventy thousand dollars <laughs> every fucking one day. I'm like, dude, I, I'm fucking flying places. I'm getting penthouse shit. Like, dude, I'm buying everything. Yeah, but even if you even if you balled out and spent twenty thousand dollars, you're still saving fifty grand a week for a year. I also just think I would go like mentally insane. Yes, that's the that's the real hard part. If 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 you gave me like some like like a fan, just some noise. I think I could do it. White noise? Yeah. But like when it's like dead silent, that's when I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's a tough one. And at that point, like just fucking make it 24 hours. It could be two days to fucking party. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'll just take, I don't need the four hours a day not in that room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? Okay. Um. So this is an either or. Okay. Would you rather fight a bear for five minutes in an open area so you're like outdoors right or fight conor mcgregor for an hour inside the octagon you have to stay inside the octagon and they're both like trying to kill you like there's there's no there's no ref in this ufc fight it's just like fucking he's kicking the fuck out of you i think i would fight conor mcgregor i think i'd fight the bear because the bear can eat me i'm gonna i'm gonna die either way i know conor mcgregor's not gonna eat me yeah but i'm gonna die either way i don't think i would die dude fighting conor mcgregor he would just fucking like he's not stopping there's like i said there's no ref so he's just constantly fucking wailing on you yeah like you would die of like brain damage he's gonna lose energy Dude. And I'm gonna be in a coma for seven months. Yeah, that's the thing that gets him nice agility. I could fucking <laughs> the, I could, bear, wicha, the bear. The bear. No, the bear is too fast. And if I'm in an open area, there's nowhere for me to hide. Like I can't even climb the trees. No, no, no. Away. I, that's what I'm saying. Like th- not like an open area. Like you're in like a f- the middle of a football field. You're in like the, the woods. Yeah, yeah. But the bear can climb the trees, so it's not like I can escape. Yeah, from but him. I can I can juke him around the tree. I think he's too fast. Nah, I'm agile. I think I could. I think I could like get away from the bear, for at least for a little bit. It'd be like a solid like. I think I could evade him for like three minutes. Yeah, and I could like dance around the octagon too. No, you couldn't. Why not? You're not gonna, dude. The octagon is small. Conor McGregor's coming right at you, dude. Like yeah, he's like, just, I'm kicking the oh, f- dude, no shot. <laughs> if you think you're dodging a punch from Conor McGregor, that's fucking insane. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna dodge the first couple head blows. He'll get me with a couple right in the body, and then you're you're not dodging a head blow. Maybe one of them. No, you're not, dude. His hands are certified lethal weapons. I know. Dog. I, I, I just, I think I have less of a chance of dying fighting Conor McGregor for an hour than I do a bear. I think he would just beat the fuck out. Like, That's I think, what I'm saying, dude, I'm going in a coma for seven months. No, no, no. I think you're like, I think you're like legitimately dying. The bear is going to eat me. I, I think you could. If you, I'll give you five minutes, and that's being, that's me being generous. That you can evade Conor McGregor for. That is fifty-five minutes of him kicking the living shit out of you. And after like 25, 30 minutes, he's going to lose energy. So it's no, not, he's not. Be as bad. Okay, even if he does, he'll take like five minutes off while you are like dying in the corner and then have energy again and beat the fuck out of you even more. So that's that's, so that's 10 minutes. Boom. He's still beating the fuck out of you for 50. You're dying, dude. You're uh, going to die. No. Yes, you are. 1,000%, dude. You would die. I'm you're Conor you're dying either way, basically. Taking Conor McGregor. But like I'm making it as quick as possible with the bear. And I think I could evade the bear. Hoo-ha! <laughs> Around a tree. I at least got stuff to dodge. You got nothing to dodge. Yeah. Yeah. I got obstacles. Okay. I got one more, unless you have any. I, I got one. Okay. Uh, 
I don't remember where I saw this one, and I'm not sure why I have it in my notes, but it's been in there for a very long time. Um, if your bed sheets had to be made out of deli meat, what meat would you pick? I'd kill myself. <laughs> they had to be. Um, turkey? <laughs> I feel like turkey doesn't have a lot of like slime to it. Like it's pretty dry. You know? Yeah. Like you know how ham kind of has like a ham, little bit of... Ham is slimy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of slime. I don't want any slime. Yeah, it also depends. You need to get that stuff freshly shaved from the butcher. Yeah. I'm not trying to get packaged deli meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salami was my was another thought of mine because it's definitely dry. Yeah, that would be a good one. Roast beef. Pepperoni. Pepperoni, yep. I need something dry. I can't have the fucking bologna turkey, ham. Turkey is on the on the borderline. It's It could be slimy. I think that's only when you get it packaged. Yeah. Like I'm getting fresh like you said, fresh cut. I'm going I'm going salami or roast beef. What are your pillow cases made out of? What is the least smell? I don't want to smell anything when I'm laying down. <laughs> I was gonna say pepper jack cheese, so I have a charcuterie board on my bed. <laughs> yeah, watch out. A smart move. I don't know about the pillowcases. I was just thinking another meat. Maybe I'll go salami pillowcases with a roast beef cover. I could get I could get behind that. Good salami. I don't think either of them age well, but I think those two kind of. Have well, I'm assuming we're not having fucking some aging properties. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming we're we're changing our sheets pretty often, you know, <laughs> like daily. <laughs> If I got salami and roast beef as yeah. my sheets. Yeah. Oh, this is, I'm glad that you brought that up because it leads into mine. Perfect. So this is, I feel like this is pretty common hypothetical, but I kind of want to hear our answers because this could go like multiple different ways. Okay. How long would it take you to eat an entire grocery store? Are we talking like a Walmart? We're talking like a Meyer. Like, just your average grocery store. Like, Walmart, I feel like, is, like, half grocery, half, like, other stuff. Right. Like, this is, like, your Jewel Osco in Chicago, right? It's just food. There's nothing else. And so, like, imagine, like, you're trapped in that grocery store, and you can't leave until everything has been eaten. Mm-hmm. And, like, you, you, can, you can cook it, you can do whatever, you can fucking whatever you want to it, but you're not allowed to leave until everything in there is gone. Um, like two years? Two? You think you're getting done in two? Yeah. I think I'm going like five. I'm assuming we're we're still getting in fresh produce, so like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm not eating is, yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, two, two years. Dude, there's so much food in a grocery store. Yeah. Bro, just think about like think about like the pasta. I got, I got a plan. I got a plan. I'm I am gonna have to utilize my resources. So when I'm not eating, I'm like walking laps around the store. I might Dude. do like suicides down the aisles. Okay, help I, me burn off some calories. Sure. Yeah. Obviously. First of all, you barely eat as it is. Yeah, but when I do eat, I can put down some quantities. Eh. Dude, just think about it like this. Like, I was at the grocery store today. I walked by the pasta aisle. There were no less than 50 to 100 boxes of pasta. It's going to take you fucking 50 to 100 days just to eat that box of pasta. You're eating, like, you're telling me you're eating more than one box of pasta a day? I'm going to strategically plan it out. I'm thinking, like, now that I'm talking it out, like, 5 to 10 maybe. Dude, there's so two, much two food. might be on the short side. There's so much food. I think three to five. Think about the ice cream. Yeah. You got to eat that on top of everything else. That's my dessert. Dude, there's like millions of pints of ice cream. Fucking. <laughs> 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 I like ice cream. Dude, that's a lot. Plus, 
you don't have to eat it in order, right? Like you can no, mix no, no, around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Three eggs. meals a day. Eggs. Three meals a day for dude. They've got at least like a thousand eggs in there. That's right. I'll ha- I'll have how some... many eggs a day you having? <laughs> as many as I want, dude. This would take this would take fucking now that three I'm three to like, five years. No, I'm saying five years at the bare minimum. Yeah. Bare minimum five years. Think about bread. Yeah. I can dude, have that with my eggs. Dude, you walk down Martin's like the right side and it's just a wall of bread and and bagels and muffins. Dude, that it is so like filling. That's so yeah, one of those. With my eggs. You one, said I, you said I got one eat the bagel. Eggs. One bagel. I'm gonna combine things, dude. I can have a full bagel, like four eggs couple slices of bacon and two slices of cheese in one yeah, dude, sandwich. You just ate point zero 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 one percent of that grocery store. But that's one meal. Not even. I can have a side muffin with that. Dude. With a glass of orange juice. I've okay, now you're overestimating yourself here with how much you can eat. I mean I've watched it eat. I can do that, and then I, I. And then you won't be hungry for the rest of the day. No. Yes, dude. Plus, they do they have they got alcohol in there. Yeah. So, you're acting like that's gonna help. Yeah, that'll make me more hungry once I drink. No. Water. I don't think that's how it works. Mm, yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I'm saying I'm saying five years bare minimum, up to ten. It's a lot of food. Three to five. I'm going three Fuck to five, no, dude. <laughs> um, all right, I'm trying to find a couple more here. I so that was my last hypothetical. I do have a dumb thought though. Okay, you want me to let it rip or what? Let it rip. Okay, this one may sound like I was high when I thought about this, but it's I wasn't. I swear. Um, so is a hot dog bun like one piece of bread folded in half? Or, like, two separate pieces of bread, like, welded together in the middle? It's one. You were saying it's one piece of bread? Yeah. But then how come, like, sometimes when you, like, pop it open, it, like, splits down the middle? Because I think that it's one piece of bread that they cut 95% of the way through. And sometimes that last 5% that mm. holds the weld it's part... Good, yeah is not strong enough i like to think that it's welded together <laughs> by a guy like he's, he's it's his job to weld the fucking two pieces of bread together <laughs> what's your job oh i'm a hot dog, I'm bun, a hot dog bun welder dude yeah that, that makes it more funny to me of the uh, local union yeah six <laughs> exactly i'm just welding hot dog buns together <laughs> It's a hard oh knock God. life, dude. It's a it's a nine to five, but it's a. He's always out there grinding. Yeah, dude, a blue collar. Hard shout, hat. Out to, uh, shout out to all the hot dog welders he, out he there. He needs a hard hat, a lunch pail, and some hot dog buns. Yeah, boom, living life. That's it. All right. <laughs> On that note, I think that's where we are wrapping up. Shed some light, episode two hundred. Thank you, everyone, for listening, not only to today but to any of the other one hundred ninety nine episodes that have come before this. Um, we appreciate your continued support. We will be back for episode 201 sometime in the future. And hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Go Irish. We'll see where the sports world takes us. But in the meantime, keep them wicked cold. Keep them cold, everyone.